Coffee's hot as shit. It's almost like I made it that way, baby. Hello and welcome back to the Mo Video Games Podcast, episode 12 overall and episode 11 of our Top 50 Showdown, where we bring to you some slamming comparisons that don't make any sense. And to kick it all off, we've got a solid almost five minutes of a Canadian geography lesson. So get excited, get your coffees ready, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Today our games are exciting and fantastic. As always, Maxwell is talking about fantastic, and Oliver is talking about exciting. As always, (laughs) (laughs) and Maxwell died. This is our last episode. (laughs) I it is now the O Video Games podcast. I have an issue with coughing, joking. Like anytime I try to drink. If I drink water and even my own saliva, I just, I can't handle, like, breathing at the same time that any other process is going on. Yeah. Normally people don't breathe while they're drinking, so yeah, that seems pretty normal. Yeah. But maybe I'm the weird one on that one, you know? I I try to avoid the combo. Wombo combo. Anyway. Today Maxwell is talking about... Talking about Halo 2 and Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Two of the greatest games of all time, except only one of them. But it's so good, I'll give it two game slots. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we'll just hop right into the good action. Um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. It's an action-adventure game developed by Ubisoft Quebec, um, which is of interest because most Assassin's Creed games prior to this were developed by Ubisoft Montreal. Um, but Ubisoft decided they were going to um, throw more like development budget and invest in the Quebec studio. Um, and that's why this was their fault. Like Quebec had done some contributing development work on previous Assassin's Creed games, uh, but this was the full one that they were doing lead development on. Um, Are those both on the same side of Canadia? Um, Canadians, let us know in the comments. Where is Quebec and Montreal? Because the Couve is on the West Coast, I believe. So I'm pretty sure both of those are East Coast. Because I think the Couve is the only major West Coast town. Yeah, Canadians in chat. Pretend you're a Canadian. Someone just tell us. <laughs> we, we just always ask. We should really just look up. Because no one tells us. Cough. Cough, cough. That's right. We we flame our listeners now. We do. I'll look, I'll look that up while you're... We'll get some, we'll get some geography lessons or whatever... Mo video games. You learn on all fronts. Um, but yeah, so it was released October 23rd of 2015. Um, October, great month. Um, side note, but yeah, it's um, a, a, it's a video game. Sorry, I'm just, I'm really curious to, to find out this geography. I don't know if I can talk. I'm just, okay, I'm hold on, hold on. Okay, I'll, I'll, set, this I'll set my coffee down. Okay, so I was right that, that the cube is on the West Coast. And then Montreal. It's on the East Coast, just above uh, like the Vermont New York border. If you just keep going straight north, is Toronto in Montreal? Or wait, is is Montreal? Okay, well, first a, off, a, as a I've city? learned from is what is Montreal a city or a province? It's looking like a city. Okay. And but. then there's Quebec City, that is northeast of there, so more like north of the main. New Hampshire border. Okay. And then Toronto, which, as I've learned from... I talked to one woman who was from Toronto, and she said, if you're from... You know someone's not from Toronto if they pronounce the T in Toronto, which you just did, by the way. So, probably oh, should cut spoiler out alert, I'm not from Toronto. <laughs> so, so, Maxwell's origin <laughs> location has been revealed in this. Although I am from about as close to Canada... As you can get. Yeah, not not really, but definitely northern. Yeah, because in Canada would be the closest you could get, right? Well, I mean, closest not being in it would probably be yeah, like somewhere no, I'm tra- I'm in Maine or yeah, New York I'm or I'm literally on the border. Um, either way, yeah. So that's Canada. So are, Quebec and Montreal are both east and Toronto, both east coast. I'm pretty sure the only major, I guess Winnipeg, as I like to call it, is. What's the city that's just north of Seattle? 
No, that's a Couve. That's Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. Okay. You kept saying the Couve, and I was like, I mean, I, where's, I, where's I the like Couve? I know, so. <laughs> um, at least that's what I'm seeing. I mean, obviously, there's some other cities like Edmonton that I recognize, but I feel like most people just talk about a. Oh, gosh. I did not need to explain the cities that people talk about on the Mo Video Games podcast. <laughs> that's Canada in a nutshell. So, yeah, two, two, two East Coast Canadian. Canadian. Maxwell's taking a picture of his note so he can shut down his laptop that is screaming at the top of its lungs as always. It's not screaming yet. I'm I'm trying to prevent the inevitable. Getting there. Get Maxwell there. took apart his uh, laptop and then decided it'd be a great idea to put his PCB components on the screen, which gave me literal, literal pain viewing. Yeah, but you have to remember this laptop is from 2011, 2012, and the screen is made of fucking PVC. There's no excuse to me. It is indestructible. There's no excuse. It gives me, it gives me, it brought me pain. You can't, you can't undo that pain that I experienced. (laughs) Okay, cats, Canada. What else do we talk about in the Mo Video Games podcast? All right, so to recap, we're talking about Assassin's Creed Syndicate, um, action adventure game developed by Ubisoft Quebec. Um, But yeah, so it's first one that was not done by the Montreal. Yes, uh, I, I believe um, first. Um, it's for sure the first one that Quebec did. I don't know if it's the first full Assassin's Creed game not led development by the Montreal team, um, but effectively, yeah, for, for all intents and purposes. But um, it's it's the first game where you have a playable female protagonist um, of all time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Um, in the Assassin's Creed. Um, universe and there's actually two main playable characters so the, the game takes place in victorian london um open world um as all the assassin's creed games are they they kept the the typical mechanics um of essentially parkouring free running um around the city you can pretty much climb up any building um jump across big gaps um so pretty exciting to explore it's it's a visually stunning world um, but the the two main characters are jacob and evie fry and they are siblings and jacob is like the big brawler no well, not big but he's, he's more of the close combat brawler specialist and evie her skills um are more in the, the stealth. stealth yeah that's so that's like put, make the big guy sneaky in just one game that's what i want <laughs> yeah. you know like like some 300 pound behemoth that just like got the lightest feet oh my gosh that would be actually really entertaining i'd totally play that yeah. continue any any indie developers listening please develop such a game. make make a fat guy that's sneaky <laughs> Um, but yeah, or, or big developers, if you want try, try proposing that to EA and see how they respond. It's the game. Um, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so that's pretty exciting kind of having the, the dichotomy of the two different play types, um, and the banter between the two characters, instead of having you as the main character talking to a bunch of different side characters, there's a lot of fun banter that can go in between the two characters, which is one thing that the game is pretty highly praised for. Is kind of the lighter moments and the the lightheartedness that some of the story elements take, um, which which I definitely resonate with as well. Um, I, I think they did a nice job with that. And the interesting thing is the gameplay is like the most criticized part of the game. They like a, a lot of reviews are talking about how the only misstep with this game is the gameplay, which is a pretty damning review because a game is to be played. Um, yeah, it's like literally in the name of what they tried creating and they messed it up. That's yeah. Like, it's like, what well, we just said that yeah, last week. Yeah, when a driving game does sucks at driving. Yeah. Like, the crew two were coming back. <laughs> and that's, and so the disappointment, but they, the, the visuals, the story, um, the characters, um, all very exciting. And because it takes place in Victorian London, something that Assassin's Creed games do. I think very well, regardless of how else the game is received, um, is just kind of placing you in that historical period. They do a lot of research um, into the the different characters, the historical figures that are there and allow you to speak with those historical figures. Um, it, it definitely does a good job of kind of immersing you in the setting of what they're going for. So Victorian London. So some of the characters that you get to work with are Charles Dickens. Uh, Charles Darwin, Alexander Graham Bell, Karl Marx, and even Queen Victoria, to name a few um, of the characters they've put in the game, um, which is just kind of cool. Like, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you're talking with a fictional 
um, character. Yeah, Karl Marx. Yeah, <laughs> um, developed by Ubisoft Quebec. Um, so it's it's literally not that person, but it's just kind of cool to to see those characters. Imagine what they would have been like, um, kind of back in in the history, um, you know. But uh, yeah, so that's that's generally the game. The the story. So all Assassin's Creed games, effectively, you as being part of the Assassin's Brotherhood. Um, are constantly fighting the Templars, um, basically good and evil, like trying to use history to fight to find these ancient artifacts to further your agenda is the idea um, behind all the games. And there, there's usually a modern day component to the Assassin's Creed games um, where you use these helix things that essentially use your DNA to allow you to kind of go back in time and relive the memories of previous assassins. Um, and so that's kind of why it takes place in the past. So in the modern day, you're trying to relive the, the memories of the assassins and learn the locations of different artifacts and, and gain an advantage over one or the other and find them and try and stop the Templars. Templars are using the same technology to try and go back and find the, um, the stuff. And that's, that's the idea behind it. Um, so that's always um, kind of interesting. Um, but... Yeah, the, as far as the story goes, there's there's not the the intricacies behind it. I think are like I say in a lot of my reviews of games. Like I, I think it's worth me not telling you, so you can go and experience it um, and see what it's all about. And there's just there's a lot to it too. Assassin's Creed games, especially lately, suffer from a lot of bloat, and there's just a lot of like repetitive side missions. Like sometimes things goes on for too long. The gameplay is not diverse enough to keep you invested and excited about it as the game goes on. Um, so I, I won't go into a lot of detail about that, mostly because I don't want to. <laughs> um, but but it, it is it is a fun game to play, and it was my first Assassin's Creed title. So back to the whole Far Cry Three, Far Cry Four effect we always talk about because it was my first one in the series. That's why I chose it to speak about. Um, it, it was just just having that open world running around free running is just kind of it's such a cool mechanic similar to anyone who when the original assassin's creed came out um or came out you you play that and you're just like oh when it gosh. comes out in the future <laughs> yeah. it's just like it's it's next level it's one of those like game game changing mechanics that then gets milked to death um but is is a cool mechanic and it was my first experience with it um the tower climbing simulator <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, the overall Metacritic got anywhere from like 74 to 78, um, which is not as bad for the damning criticism of the gameplay. Um, and, and for me, some of it was kind of nice. The, so they essentially have square to assassinate um, on PlayStation. And so you like run up to someone and you just hit square and you can be sprinting and like mid sprint, you'll like jump and tackle the person and kill them. And eventually you unlock the double assassination. So you can just sprint towards two people um, and you just press it and you just like, it makes you feel super OP, um, but there's not much, like it's literally you press a button. Um, but yeah. the animations look pretty cool and that's what I think kind of hooked me um, in the game. But. They've always done a really good job with the animations. And that's also like, I don't know, this is, yeah, I, I think, okay, I think the Far Cry 3 analogy, Far Cry 4, it's gone on too long. First off, Far Cry 3 is just better and that's just something that you can got to come around to but far cry 3 actually i think has like legitimate story components and stuff like that that i think make it compelling like assassin's creed 1 and 2 i would say 2 is better than 1 because 1 was really buggy and still had a bunch of stuff that needed kinked out but like if i was going to recommend like i would say if you never played assassin's creed game and you're a gamer play assassin's creed game but i wouldn't say anything other than probably just play the newest one but there's just to me yeah. there's just not enough differentiation between it you know i don't leave the assassin's creed story being like crying because of the you know emotional narrative that they're telling or something like that i agree they do a really good job of like setting up the world and the environment so i guess if you're like really into victorian stuff or you want to be a pirate or something like that you know you can kind of choose your own adventure at iowa state um but uh, <laughs> what that's their thing choose your adventure or something like that actually yeah i'm pretty sure i'll look it up gotta solve this too go hawks Choose your adventure, Iowa State University catalog. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I guess that's what uh, they said some dumb shit like that in all their stupid advertisements. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that 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 I feel like, you know, 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm also overselling the Far Cry, but that I think there's enough of a different difference in narrative that I still distinguish both and like view both of them well. Where like Assassin's Creed to me, I just like just play the newest one. You know, yeah. you're gonna feel it. They 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 figured out the mechanics pretty quickly in the game, like the stealth assassinations and stuff. They worked out a majority of the kinks that annoyed me in one after playing a newer one. Um, and so it's like they've all been like solid, enjoyable titles. But no, I don't think like Assassin's Creed Two. You know, I don't remember anything about it other than the mechanics and how cool you felt while you were doing the assassinations and the fighting. So this is definitely a series. I'd say just play the newest one. In my opinion, I haven't played a bunch of the new ones. I keep hearing they're good, but to me, it's just like it's just another Call of Duty series, right? Like, there's no reason to go back to like Call of Duty One or something like that, whatever it's called. You know, just buy Black Ops eighty two when it comes out <laughs> and shoot them up. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the allure of the Assassin's Creed series as well. Is if if you're new to it and there's a particular era of history that you're interested in that they happen to have done, you can go and kind of immerse yourself in that. And I think that's where the Assassin's Creed games excel. Um, is going back to those those older, sometimes ancient times, like in the newer games, like ancient Egypt um, or Greece, um, and kind of immerse yourself in that. And and the the world building, um, the visuals, Assassin's Creed is one of the best out there. Um, but the, the gameplay can get repetitive, and especially the later games, there is a lot of bloat. I have put like 50 to 60 hours into Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I feel like I'm maybe two-thirds of the way through the game and it is not that different. <laughs> I, yeah. I keep stopping. I come back to it because I'm like, man, this game looks great. It's fun. And then two to three hours later, I'm like, yep, the mechanics are still not changing. So still the same game. Um, but yeah, so so there, there is some good merit to Assassin's Creed, but just know going into it, if you, if you haven't played it, the gameplay can, can get a little tedious. Um but it's like the world building and everything, I think make it worth a checkout. Um, so yeah, so that's Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Moving on to Halo 2. Some of you may have heard of this game before um, by a little known developer, Bungie. Um, first released back in November of 2004 on the original Xbox. It's in the game. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> um so Halo 2, um, direct sequel follow-up to the original Halo game, um, which was kind of a... It was Microsoft's, like, Halo game, which, wow, I didn't... Yeah, that's... I didn't even intend to do that pun. It was I didn't, I didn't intend to do that, but yeah, it was their flagship game um, that just sold incredibly well and was basically the console seller um, for the Xbox. And Halo 2, originally, the development team... The, the game wasn't planned on being turned into a trilogy. Um, and, I mean, every developer, as you make a game, once you complete it, I'm sure you're, you're constantly thinking, okay, how could we continue this? Like, what, what ideas did we have to scrap for this game that we could bring in for a sequel? But um, it wasn't originally intended as a trilogy, but its massive success um, just lent itself um, to turning into a trilogy. And so um, Halo 2 started working on almost immediately following um, the first Halo game. And the development cycle, it the reports are that it was terrible. Um, they, they essentially, they had huge ambitions. All of these things they cut um, from the original game that they wanted to um, incorporate into the second game. And it, it sounded like they suffered from having this, like not a lot of communication among the teams. Like they were like, okay, here's this big pie. We're gonna start taking bites of it, but we're not really gonna have one cohesive vision um, to start. And they, they didn't want to just like take Halo 1 and just add a couple things and like some story elements. So they actually um, rebuilt the game engine um, and updated the physics engine as well. So they kind of almost built like an entirely new platform, which I think paid off. Like Halo 2 is a mechanically much better game, in my opinion, than Halo 1. Yeah. Um, I, I think they did a lot there. Um, but the development cycle, be, because of all of the, the troubles they had, there, there were game directors that were burnt out from the first game and they were trying to do a lot with rebuilding the engine. That development just kept going on and on. And eventually it got to a point. Um, so the Xbox 360 released um, holiday of 2005, I believe. And they it, it was coming to like mid or like early 2004. And they were like, we cannot miss like another holiday cycle um, before the Xbox 360 comes out. Cause this game is going to come out for the Xbox, but if you release it when the 360 is coming out, people are going to be like, yeah, but like 
I'll go get a 360, like not going to do this. So it kind of pushed them to complete development um, and release it at the end of 2004. Um, Halo 2, if you don't know, is a first person shooter, um, takes place um, in the far future, um, kind of in space, um, essentially. Also on Earth. For this one, right? I don't think... It, I don't yeah, think yeah, it, there, there are some aspects that take place on Earth in this game, but largely it's it takes place on the Halo. Yeah. Um, well, one of the trillion. Yeah, but one of the Halos. Spoiler alert! Um, yeah, actually, I'm a huge spoiler for the time, for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so the, the idea behind it is you're... Like, the, the original game, you, you fly through space and you identify this this halo object, which is essentially kind of like this planet shaped like a halo, a ring. Um, and there's this... You are humans, and there's this other covenant... Um, you are humans, Blair. <laughs> there's this other covenant um, alien race, and they're, they're the, the primary antagonists of the game. And the covenant, want they, they kind of view the, the halo as like this religious icon and that by activating it they will fulfill like their religious their godly like needs um however you want to put it um and the the humans upon arriving on this halo planet um ultimately find out that it's actually a weapon um and it's used to control the flood which is this parasitic like creature and essentially what the halo does is if the flood starts to spread um, by activating the halo, it essentially destroys all life um, in, in the galaxy or the area in order to prevent the flood from spreading. Um, so the Covenant don't realize that by activating the halo, they will actually be killing themselves and everything. Um, and so the humans, you, are trying to stop the Covenant, fight off the flood to um, destroy the halo and prevent it from being activated. And that's the first game. And the, the second game, um, the Covenant come and they, they finally figure out where Earth is. They're like, okay, you killed our, our people. You stopped the halo. We're going to come find you. Um, and you ultimately prevent a lot of the, the Covenant attack and you, you go zipping through space again and you find, oh no, there's another halo ring. Um, and by finding this, then it's just a big battle between you and the Covenant again. But this time in the game, you play as both Master Chief, the, the main human protagonist, but also the Arbiter, um, which is a um, main, now high-ranking Covenant um, elite. And you, you start with diametrically opposed um, goals, one trying to protect the Halo. Great word choice. Great word choice. <laughs> and, and Master Chief trying to stop it. And ultimately, um, as you guys are fighting together and playing back and forth as the character, playing these two things, like some game I've heard of, uh, Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> Seems awesome. like Halo did it first. <laughs> um, and ultimately, you guys kind of come to realize that you need to have the same goal in preventing um, the Halo from being activated. And th there's more to it. I, I won't spoil the very end of the game. Um, and what happens, but it, it, the story is actually pretty compelling, pretty exciting driving force and sets up Halo 3 very well. Um, and it, I think it's a nice it's a nice duration story. It doesn't go on for too long. The fact that you're swapping back and forth between Master Chief and the Arbiter provides a lot of diversity in gameplay. Um, it, when you play as the Arbiter, you have this like invisibility cloak. Um, that you can use um, temporarily um, until you get hit in combat. Um, but that's kind of the unique ability you have as as the Arbiter, um, which kind of changed things up a little bit as well. They, they also added the ability to kind of hijack enemy vehicles. Um, so if something is moving by at a slow enough speed, you can kind of jump on, throw the driver out, and then hop in the vehicle, um, which is just kind of just a little development tip. It doesn't drastically change the way you play the game. Um, I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah, Halo 2 was the best-selling game on the original Xbox, um, selling over 8 million copies, um, and was the top-played game on Xbox Live until Gears of War, which came out in 360 almost two years later, um, came out and then kind of surpassed that. Um, but yeah, Halo and Xbox in general are kind of responsible for ushering in online multiplayer and, and popularizing it perfecting the formula that's that's essentially what they did we we spoke a couple weeks ago about sega um and fantasy star online and how they were trying to push it and i think they were just a little bit too early yeah um, 
for for the world to be ready for that. Um, but Xbox kind of took the online multiplayer formula, perfected it with Halo, and Xbox Live just took off. And anyone who who remembers like the especially the 360 generation, everyone had an Xbox 360, played online with their friends. That was the console platform to have. Um, they absolutely dominated, and yeah. largely in part to Halo 3 on the 360, Gears of War, online multiplayer. They did a phenomenal job. So hats off to Microsoft and Halo. Disappointing to hear that the new Halo Infinite um, is delayed and won't be a launch title for the new Series X. Um, that's just like, regardless of if you're a fan of PlayStation, Nintendo, Microsoft, Windows platform, which is also Microsoft. Um, like competition is great, and just more games for the players is exciting, um, pushes the boundaries. So disappointing to hear that they aren't going to be able to get that out. But I am excited to see what they do with Halo Infinite. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate to also have a gaming PC, so I will be checking that out um, when it comes out. Very excited for that. But yeah, Halo, great series. Halo Two was a banger. They they took Halo One, they 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 polished it, they changed some things. Um, amazing story. Looks um, way better graphically too. Yeah, just one of yeah. The rework that they did was definitely it, it did it did a lot of it did a lot of good for the game. How you put it that way? Yeah, I I guess yeah. I should clarify that I played Halo Two. I I played a little bit of Halo Two on, on the original Xbox when I was younger. Um, but my full playthrough of the game was with the Master Chief Collection, um, which was the remaster release for Xbox One. Um, so it, really the only thing that's different is they, they remastered the visuals. And especially in the cutscenes, it is like no, they, yeah, mind-bending how nice. good of a job they did with the remaster. Um, also the soundtrack, since you didn't mention. <laughs> One of the most iconic video game soundtracks of all time, right behind Our Lord and Savior, Mario. <laughs> but that's a good segue into the awards that halo 2 won best soundtrack so at the dice awards so okay first of all 95 out of 100 on metacritic deservedly so for sure um and at the dice awards it won console game of the year console first person action game of the year outstanding achievement in online gameplay and outstanding achievement in sound design and was also nominated for Game of the Year. Did not win that one, but it essentially won every other major but award. But won Game of the Year. Um, I probably should have looked that up. Um, what year? That would have been uh, like 2004, Did 2005 you? Dice Awards. Overall Game of the Year was Half-Life 2. Ooh, I have not played, but have heard nothing but amazing things about it. Crazy that we still don't have Half-Life 3. Because all I've heard is Half-Life 2 is a cliffhanger, and here we are 16 years later with Half-Life Alex, which uh, it sounds like didn't didn't really satisfy anyone. Did great. Um, Other than being an amazing VR game. But, yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's Halo 2. Um, Halo like, 2 also had one of the craziest opening scenes. Like that is to me the most one of the most memorable Halo opening scenes where you're like you're on the ship and the Covenant's trying to blow up your ship and you're like I'm the Master Chief and then you're a badass and then explosions happen and you're like you really are a badass. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. Yeah, the game's good. I definitely like that they added in with the elites, like the seeing both sides. It, it gave a lot more fidelity to the story or depth, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, and also, because I, I feel like in Halo 1, they kind of just made it like they're the bad guys and that's the end of the, you know, like that's just you, you shoot you shoot the aliens because they're aliens and they're trying to kill you. So I like that they like, uh, you know, humanize them, I guess, a little bit and uh, allow those interactions to happen. So, yeah, that was definitely I remember like that that because Gears of War was one of the first online games I played. That was definitely when, yeah, online gaming was actually start like starting to become a thing. For like me, like a much more a casual gamer, not a pro or anything, I'm not a tech YouTuber. So, uh, hey, that makes one of us. Uh, so yeah, what what made you uh, what why did you play just with the with the boys when you were younger? Like what got you in the and same with the Assassin's Creed. 
Yeah, so so Halo Two, I I had a, a friend. Um, he was my only friend. <laughs> I, I I did have maybe more than one friend. I don't know. <laughs> Let me know in the comments below if you're my friend. Yeah, the Canadians and <laughs> the Canadians um, in the comments. Uh, no, but uh, John Johnny. Um, Johnny. He I we over at his place one time late at night just playing Halo Two, just like essentially through the night it's just one of those games you just sit down um with a friend and you just play it i don't know it's just it's so it's fun, fun to play I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it that was that was my first experience um with halo and halo 2 um back in the day um so you actually got me the master chief remaster um for i think my birthday one year um back when i had an xbox one and uh so that that's why I started playing through it again, um, and kind of came back. And it's just, I mean, it, Halo is one of those iconic games that if if you're if you know um, even just a little bit about the video game industry, Halo is notorious enough that you you've at least heard of Halo and, and know about it. It's Microsoft's flagship um, title and something that they they bank a lot on for a good reason, um, at least with the original trilogy. Since then, once Bungie kind of stopped developing and moved on to Destiny. Um, that people don't give as much critical praise to the games that came after, but um, I'm excited for Infinite, as I said before. But yeah, that, that's why Halo. And then Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Um, at the time when I played it, so it was kind of during my my rebirth of gaming, um, and I hadn't played an Assassin's Creed game, and Assassin's Creed Syndicate was the most current game at the time. So, like your recommendation, just play yeah. the most recent. I mean, one. honestly, I don't that's, think I'll ever to that one. Yeah, uh, and it, and it was it was great. I mean, visually, the game is incredible. Like London is so well done in that game. Um, it just feels. I don't know. The the setting for me was just super cool, and and playing has the two different characters. Like just in an Assassin's Creed game when you're just free running around and it just feels like you can go anywhere. You look at a thing and you're like, I'm just going to go there and you can. It's it's a freedom that is not always afforded in video games. Um, so that's why I played that, why I like that one. Um, but yeah, so my, my pick. There is a correct answer. <laughs> there is. And initially I wasn't, I honestly wasn't sure which way I was going to go because Assassin's Creed Syndicate was so so profound for me at the time because i hadn't played a game like that and it was it was so beautiful so fun um but halo 2 is my pick um correct correct yeah everyone clap clap in the audience please thank you Ooh, <laughs> yeah i mean it's it, it it is really the only choice but it is it is incredible i i don't think about the assassin's creed syndicate soundtrack but I very frequently go and, yeah. and just like the the universes, like the the environments that they create, and it it just it feels yeah it it is impressive. They feel you know unique and fun. To, like even now when I go back through them, they are still just environments. I just don't get anything like it now. I think especially the more we've tried to race like higher, you know, graphical fidelity or whatever. Uh, like it. The more you're pushing towards realism, the more we're just going to bank on essentially the real world for our inspiration and our environment. So I do, I, I do miss like when like, I mean that I, that's why I like like Mario so much too. It's just fun exploring. Like I I see the world every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it is interesting to play a game and see someone else's own creation, just an entire another space or something like that. So, um, even though you do play in Earth a little bit, uh, but yeah, it is it is fun to see see the 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 differences that people come up with well i won't even lie i've already picked my winner this was one of the few weeks that i when i was going through them no question <laughs> absolutely no question well, um, what are you games oliver they're just because three and payday two <laughs> I already can't. it's too it's too easy um it's interesting because i have no idea yeah. which one you're gonna pick so just cause three, I'll start. Just cause this is how I have my notes set up, not in any particular order. <laughs> uh, Alphabetical, made, if you may. <laughs> made by uh, Avalanche Studios, who also produced Mad Max, Rage, and The Hunter, which I mixed up with a different indie game when I read The Hunter. The Hunter is just you're just it's like a deer hunter simulator by the looks of it. So, um, <laughs> but I have actually played Rage and I did like Rage a lot. I didn't realize that that was by the same studio, so that was kind of cool. And I, I've heard 
good things about Mad Max. I haven't heard anything compelling enough to ever make me want to go and play it, but I've heard good things. So, so overall, I mean, a good, good repertoire of games, you know, good series to have under the belt. Uh, released December 1st, 2015, action-adventure game. And since I always forget to say the Metacritic score, I'll just say it now. On the PS4, there's 73 out of 100. I don't remember what other platforms. I always just give the Metacritic score of the platforms I play on, and that's it. So, Because <laughs> uh, that's what I'm reviewing. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, six years after Just Cause 2, you're Rico Rodriguez, and you return to your homeland of Medici, which has fallen under a dictatorship. And guess what? You are trying to free Medici from the dictatorship, and that is the story. Uh, <laughs> And the game, pretty much the reason I put it on, Maxwell got this game, and I went over to his place one day, and he was playing this game, and he's like, man, this game is crazy, or something like that. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. And (laughs) I I can confirm this is verbatim. This is, yeah, I have actually sound clips of this. But essentially, this game, oh my gosh, it is the most just ridiculous over-the-top action game. You have a grappling hook that you can just grapple on anything. Um, from Just Cause 2, they increase like the verticality a lot, which I think is, to me, if I think about Just Cause 3 and part of the reason why it's so ridiculous and so fun, like if everything was just like flattened out, it would be a significantly more boring game. But there are just so many like high-up points for you to grapple on, and you can just go like... You can go literally ape with the grappling, just like swinging between all these silos and stuff while you're like blowing stuff up. You get unlimited what is essentially C4 in the game. So like explosions all the time. It is just... It is such... An over-the-top and ridiculous game, and that is that is literally the reason I'm putting it up here. Is that alone? I barely remember even playing the story. I pretty much played this game like I played GTA V, where it's like I just ran around and blew stuff up and killed people. And it is it is that fun that it warrants a slot on this list for that reason and that reason alone. Like the grappling, you have the grappling hook, then you have a wingsuit and a parachute. So your your in the air mobility is insane. If you play that game on the ground, you are factually incorrect by playing it that way <laughs> like um so yeah no it's just with with the it's like yeah it is just a game that is so fun for the sake of being fun you can like grapple on the moving vehicles and hijack the vehicles and stuff like that apparently in the last one you could only stand on the center of a vehicle when you were standing on it where this one oh. you can like grapple and be essentially anywhere on the vehicle they definitely opened it up a lot to where you're able to be the mediterranean islands of medici the fictional place that it is is i mean the game looks really good the environment i think is like i don't play it very often i guess i don't see it very often in games so it didn't feel like boring per se it definitely didn't feel like new or inspired or anything like that just as you can tell how much i care about the story of the game also critics also that was also a complaint was the narrative and just like that it's like essentially an overplayed narrative um which i i think is totally true but yeah there are the destruction mechanics and the fact that it feels like you can blow up almost fucking anything and the fighting as well is just it's all really satisfying because you just feel it, it it was the game that i was like man they actually just made a game that was like what if we put all the badass things that like you would want a badass guy to do in a game just for the sake of making a game to do that. That's like just that cause. Is, yeah, just cause literally. So that that is what it felt like. So if you haven't played a just cause and you are just looking to mess around, just cause is the game for you. Or is it a just cause? Who knows? That's the beauty. Who knows? So yeah, that is um that is that is literally the nitty gritty. I started playing it because of Maxwell and it is just a game that is fun for the sake of being fun. And yeah, still fun. Honestly, now I want to kind of play it again now that we're talking about it. I, I I did get pretty far through the story, borderline almost completing it, but the details that I remember from it are so few and far between because all I remember, I remember action sequences and like blowing places up more specifically than I do detail stories, which already just shows like what was the compelling part of the game for me. Yeah, so. because I mean, from what I remember of the story is you just keep freeing provinces until you fight the last guy yeah that's that's it yeah like and to to highlight how ridiculous the game is too the final boss battle can be difficult if you don't use the mechanics laid out for you so essentially the, the big bad boss you're in this like lava pit so there's like certain terrains you can't touch or you'll take damage and it's just you and the boss 
boss guy's got this gigantic, super armored, force shielded helicopter. Um, and every once in a while, the shield goes down, and that's when you're supposed to do damage to the helicopter. Or all you have to do, shield goes down, you throw the grapple hook onto the helicopter, and it, it's a tether one that you throw onto the ground, and it just pulls the helicopter to the uh. ground. Boss fight done instantly. <laughs> like, that's just, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Just like the entire game. Yes. And, and, a, good, and a good and bad, bad sense, I guess. That definitely, yeah. It's just a good sense. It's a fun. So yeah, praise for its open in the gameplay, destruction mechanics. If I haven't mentioned the blowing up enough, I didn't. I didn't even remember that you got unlimited C four. But upon reading that, yeah, that is. If you get unlimited C four in a game, that is emphasizing the destruction. Yeah, that game was, of the year. <laughs> honestly, it's moving on. Um, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, a game fun for fun for being fun. That's what I leave it at the driving like the 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 handling of like the vehicles and stuff like that like felt good enough you know there's there's really gameplay wise or mechanically nothing for me that i recall to really like knock on right it just the story is just me dictatorship been been done (laughs) do do something else it also did have performance issues on the console editions which i remember a little bit upon reading but i did not remember at all looking back but i think there was a couple times like ps4 was like Ooh, baby. Yeah, definitely not a stable 30 FPS for sure. Yeah. Especially with all of the different like simulated explosions and everything that's going on around you. That, that would cripple a lot of systems. Yeah, um, but that it definitely took like it wasn't frequent issues. It was definitely you you had to be had to be an explosive maniac, which is the point of the game though. Yeah. So I guess yeah, maybe maybe it's crippling the issue. So yeah, that's probably, I think, my guess is the performance issues is probably why it's not in like the lower 80s and that it's a 73 out of 100 instead, which I think is, it's fair, but if you play it on the PC now, I'd give it a low 80s. You know, I think that's a, that's a reasonable, for the time that it came out. I mean, the longer it goes on, I don't think this game ages super well. Like I probably, I'm pretty sure there's a Just Cause 4. There is, um, which, speaking of performance issues, I bought and the game literally yeah. crashed like every five minutes on your pc yeah no matter what i did Ooh. like it, it it wasn't graphical settings i could turn the graphics down turn it up the game just bugged and crashed every five minutes i'm sure it's been fixed since then but it happened frequently enough with multiple patches that i was like i just i didn't pick the game back up yeah so yeah that's just because three not four <laughs> Did you have anything else you want to say? Just because 4 has tornadoes, so I was really excited about that. But. Can you blow up the tornadoes? <laughs> you can, you, you might probably can like throw it, throw yeah. the C4 in a tornado and it'll like fling out or something. That would be pretty funny. I think when people start getting like the pro mechanics down of like manipulating the physics engines, like you can definitely like be in a car and like have the car picked up by the tornado and use that to like launch you and do different That's things. what I was thinking, like grapple hook onto something that's in the tornado and like use that to slingshot you. Yeah. That's, this is this is literally the point of the game is what we're talking about right now it is stupid for stupid yeah how can you get a that. cow with c4 to blow up into the car that you're grapple hooking to that you then go back to the cow and then to a you can strap like rockets to cows and just shoot them off into space like not not advocating animal violence um but in just because i i don't think the cows actually die when you do that either i think it's just it's entertainment value. Yeah, but. which is pretty funny. Yeah. So the other game, Payday 2, made by Overkill Software, who apparently produced a Walking Dead game. Yeah. Which, uh, heard great things about that. Um, <laughs> released on August 13, 2013. It is a cooperative first-person shooter. I don't know why no one just says Heist Simulator, because that's all it is. You're just robbing stuff. Going in, put your hands up, you steal the stuff, and you walk out. That's the entire game. Um, takes place in the Washington metropolitan area. And, yeah, essentially the the first, the most classic mission is you're just robbing a jewelry store. But you can also, like, sneak into some, like, dangerous dude's compound and try to steal all of his valuable artifacts or um, bl- plenty, of, plenty of robbing stuff. You can rob banks, not just, like, the jewelry store. Uh... Pretty much anywhere that have a crap ton of money. There's lots of jewelry stores to rob in that game. You can also there is a one there's a mission where you cook narcotics. I assume it's methamphetamine, but I'm not entirely sure. And oh, that one's oh, that one's wily, but 
I'll explain that in a second. So essentially, you start off in almost every single mission that you play. There are some few exceptions, but you start off and then you're in like the casing phase where you can walk around and kind of see like how the map is set up. Try to it's just reconnaissance, right? You're trying to get more information on like what you're doing. So you can figure out like the guards are RNG spawn. There's safes in the game that you can crack into that those are also RNG spawns. Sometimes the maps are RNG spawns as well. Like probably the most classic bank heist in the game. They can put the like vault that which banks don't actually have, but it's a game, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> like they, they, you know, that you can put the vault wherever you want in the game, um, just because they do the RNG simulation. So that's that's the casing phase. You have no abilities like lockpicking or anything like that. Anything that would draw attention to you, essentially, that like you are trying to break enter and commit a crime. You have to have your mask on. So if you want to lockpick a door or deactivate a camera or you know neutralize someone, you have to have your mask on to do anything like that. So if people see you in an area that you're not supposed to be in or you have your mask on, then the heist will begin. Once the heist begins, everyone puts their mask on. Uh, and then essentially people will try calling the cops, which is generally pretty difficult to stop if you get a really good game plan beforehand and have multiple people playing with you because the biggest complaint critically of this game is the AI, which are the worst, almost better to not have the AI playing with you. Um, oh, they're so bad. But yeah, so if you if you plan that to have enough people, you can like get in and just tell everyone to get down and no one will call the cops and that gives you as much time as you want as long as no one walks by on like the street or something like that and sees it, you can just like walk in and walk out pretty easily. As the ice is going on, more and more waves of cops will come. They get increasing difficulty. You know, they just start out with, like, a dude with a water pistol. And, <laughs> you know, then, then it, it, it'll turn out there's, like, snipers that have crazy accuracy and one-shot you, and it's absolutely horribly annoying towards the end. And so ice begins, start stealing all this stuff. Everything you put, you put cash or jewelry, whatever. If it's small items, you just pocket it. But pretty much anything substantial, you throw in a bag. And then you carry the bags. And once the escape van gets there, you have to throw the bags in the back of the van. Everything that you get, that's money that you get to buy, like, new weapons or um, skill points, stuff like that in the game. So there is there is skill trees. But the bags slow you down. So, yeah, the, the skill trees are, like, you can get, uh, like, a manipulator class that'll help you control everyone. Or you can do a stealth class that'll help you, like, lockpick faster, yada, yada, yada. Or, like, control the CCTV system better. There's a demolitions expert, I believe. And then there's essentially, like, a luck tree that's just, like, your, like, odds of critting someone or something like that. It's kind of like the, the goofy oddball tree that all games throw when they don't know where to put these perks. But they thought they'd be fun perks <laughs> to include in a game. Uh so yeah, it is It is a game that is, you need to, if you are going to play, you need to play with other people. Like you pretty much have to either, I mean, whether or not it is in a, a LAN or on the internet, you have to play with other people. Otherwise, it is a terrible game. Like for sure, the one player experience is just, it's non-existent. I would never do it. I've done it before. I regret it every single time. So you definitely have to have people to play it. But when you are playing it, it is, I mean, there's like a decent amount of planning that you can have. And you're like, you know, trying to figure out who's going to go do what. How are we going to try to control everyone? Because generally, like, at least when Maxwell and I played this game a lot, I started playing this game because of my freshman year of college. There's a guy who played Payday 2. And we, we started hanging out. He's like, oh, you love this game. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we started playing it. So that, that's how I heard of it originally. And then, yeah, Maxwell and I were looking for a game to play. So we started playing Payday 2 on the PS4. And, yeah, so, you know, it's like our, our normal strat was... We'd run in, have a game plan of, like, try to figure out where as much stuff is, and then try to get everyone down. And if that fails, then it's, like, how quick are people responding? Like, do we have time to crack into the save, or can we only get into the vaults? You know, like, how are we going to bag stuff up? But essentially, just, like, optimize. Sometimes the waves are really, really hard, and just, like, just take the minimum amount of bags. Because if you don't get a minimum amount of cash, normally you can't leave. Like, the van will, van will stay there, and everyone will die if you don't bring enough money to the van, which is kind of funny, but... Yeah, so that's the gist of the gameplay. The trees are really fun. It is another, you know, no story essentially for me. It is a gameplay game. But kind of similar almost like League of Legends almost in the structure, but there's a little bit more planning that you can do. You can buy info before, like in your casing. There is technically a phase before you start and you're on the map where you can like buy more information or have people like drop equipment that'll be help helpful for you. But yeah, it is it is a fun game that definitely it has a learning curve for sure, but it makes 
because it has a learning curve and makes it enjoyable to play over a longer stretch of time in comparison to a game that does not have a learning curve. So if you're looking for a game to play with the bros or the girls Friday night, get the bottle of Merlot out and steal some steal some jewelry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's roughly my description. There is a sequel, Payday 3, that is in the works, uh, slated for 2022 or 2023. And it got a 79 on PC and a 71 on the PS4. And there was actually a singular esports tournament for it, I believe, in 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah, which I did not know about and don't really fully know how you tournament it, especially since it's like RNG Jesus on the map creation. Uh, there's definitely like a couple maps that, like the, the most basic jewelry store, there's some guards that like if I see it, I'm just like, I don't know. I, I still don't know how to get around them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, amazing man. I, I I liked it a lot because with, with the different builds you can do with the skill trees, you and I definitely l- like different play styles. Um, so I would always go the heavy like engineer. Um, so I would have like the absolute full bodysuit armor, which makes you incredibly slow, but an absolute tank and bullet sponge. Um, and, and I, I could bring a bunch of additional ammo with me and anytime I would use like the saw or the drill or anything like that, um, it would go way faster and like the repair time would be super quick. Um, so that was kind of my specialty and you would always go like the, the stealthy luck, like dual akimbo, like pistols, like super manipulate people, um, route. So it was kind of very complimentary. Um, and we both enjoyed kind of playing that way and you could kind of do what you wanted. So, I mean, it was, that, that, that's my only real comment on it. Like it was just, yeah, I don't know. It was a lot There's of good fun. diversity. Yeah. yeah. It is definitely for, for, I mean, same, same reason that he's saying with like the skill tree, like you just kind of need to have that diversity to have a reliably successful heist and an enjoyable one. Like you can get through heist and single player, but it, it turns into a lot more because the AI is just such a hindrance to you. Like, it, it generally turns into, like, you need the stealth, and then once the stealth fails, you just have to get out as fast. It's like a, you're, like, trying to, like, you know, slow the bleeding as fast as possible of the experience, where when you have more people, it is significantly more enjoyable. And I think there's, there's a good enough spread of maps that it, uh, yeah, it's pretty entertaining, so. I'm pretty hyped for Payday 3, if that, if that actually is a thing um, that will be coming out. That'd be, I mean, something to pick up on a sale. But I would be, yeah, I'd be interested in checking that out. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, compliment the fact that I've literally never heard of another heist simulator other than it. The replayability of it obviously is huge. I mean, it's a mission-based thing, so if it's not replayable, then it's a bad mission-based game. Uh, the shooting honestly felt pretty good. The the stealth. There's definitely like quirks to the mechanics of the game. I guess that could be. Some people interpret it as a downfall. I just view it as like, just like more like gamey elements that you're already going to have to go through a learning curve. So I don't mind if they give you like some gamey elements that like you kind of learn either how to abuse or if they're dumb, you just know to avoid them. But I, I it's it's very hard to make a hyper-realistic height simulator that's not going to just be incredibly difficult to go through. So I kind of view also some of those more quirky elements like how people notice you and how long it takes them to notice you, their field division and stuff like that, like... You can't have everything be, you know, realistic to the T. Otherwise, it's just going to be a miserable gameplay experience, yeah. right? Like, you know, and, and they're, they're, like people are criticizing stealth mechanics, and it's like you take a trillion bullets. Even when I'm wearing just the suit, I take a trillion bullets, and I'm still running around just fine. Yeah. Like if you're criticizing realism, I don't know. Like there's some really obvious things that are not <laughs> working out here. So, yeah, I I, I think so, some of the criticism to me is a little it's a little unfounded. I, I understand what they're trying to go for, but yeah, I, I think the very fun high simulator, very good like party game. Definitely, it's it's also nice that it is you versus the environment. Like, I enjoy, you know, online like Overwatch or League to face other people, but it is also nice when there's just times where like you know you'll be like, oh, matchmaking put me against either like really too easy people or too harder people. You know, you don't you're not relying on matchmaking systems then. You're just relying on like the AI are incredibly predictable. You choose the difficulty and it is going to be the same difficulty every single time. The the RNG might fluctuate a little bit, but it is not in the, you know, the Gaussian distribution of the <laughs> like, you know, going against other people. So 
I, I think the the like replicability of the difficulty makes it a lot more enjoyable and a lot more like smooth gaming experience than other online games so i'd say yeah that's my criticism or comments maybe not criticism praise who wins that's what i want to know i'm surprised you haven't figured out i talked about payday 2 like three times as long i feel like actually maybe i didn't i actually didn't talk about that much longer but it's payday 2 Payday 2 is way better than Just Cause 3. Okay. Just Cause 3 looks great. It's a fun game to play. But Payday 2 is, to me... I don't know. It, I, the novelty of Just Cause 3 is just that it's badass for the sake of being badass, which is cool. But it's also like... It didn't. It wasn't a game that kept me on as long as Payday 2. I mean, Payday 2, we played a living crap ton. I played a living crap ton my freshman year of college with that guy. You know, I still think about going back to Payday 2. I've tried playing it with some other friends as well. The PC experience to me is a little choppier. I'm kind of surprised I got a higher review. I found that the um, online experience for the PlayStation 4 was honestly smoother. But when I was playing the PC version 2, from when we tried the PC version as well, the PC version has gotten a lot better and a lot more stable. And they also have a lot more DLC and a lot more additional stages that you can do on the PC version now. So there is... Um, you know they've they've made enough improvements that i think it's pretty reliable now but like when i first tried playing it online before it it was a little clunky for sure the the first lobby we played on pc it was we played with a hacker um so we we were level one and he we it was on like one of the hardest difficulties which gives you a greater payout and he had hacked in such a way that it just like we boosted up to like three quarters of the way through the levels. Yeah, you from one game. Yeah, you like prestige in that game as well, just like Call of Duty. So you like level up, and once you're level 100, then you can reset to level one and get some additional perk for the the rest of your life. There's a lot of customization and skill trees, which I'm not going into just beyond the like four or five trees that they offer you. There's also like card decks and stuff, but that's not it's not critical enough to the game. Like the gameplay is what's fun. It's you know, build your own adventure. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I will start. <laughs> so yeah, but that's I do. Remember, I forgot about the hackers, and the game is established. It's been established long enough, and I think there's kind of a cult following that has existed long enough with the game that when you hop into an online experience now, especially on the PC, it's like yeah, you're gonna be playing with people. It's hard to find people that just picked up the game, right? Yeah. So like you, even when starting the PC, we're level one again so we'd have like no abilities it definitely you got to play a couple games to get some abilities under your belt even if you've already played it you know it just you got to have a little bit um which your first time picking it up isn't annoying because you don't know what's going on in the first place right so it feels like a pretty natural progression it is annoying when you've already played it though and you have to go through the first level so we were kind of thankful when that hacker came because oh, he, yeah. it. he gave us so much money and he gave us so many like ability points right off the bat for customization but yeah, it's yeah the, the the they don't you're not gonna run into those issues on a the console experience so so yeah payday payday two is definitely it takes the dub in this one for sure I think that would have been my choice as well yeah. between those two games like I said Just Cause three it was it was I mean hysterical is probably would be the best way to describe Just Cause three just for how over the top it is um, but I think payday two to me. It, it was a, for I still can't think of another game that's like it. Like it still feels really novel and does have a very high replayability. So that, those are both things that I enjoy, and it's not a very expensive game at all. I mean, I think even when it got released, it was like it, I don't think it was ever a full price game in terms of like modern. <laughs> it just immediately, immediately started on sale. sale. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't think it was ever like released for sixty dollars or anything like that. Um, so yeah, for especially for the price, it's just super super worth in my opinion. And that's all for my video games. Thank you so much for sticking around. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us on Instagram at MoVideoGames. That's at MoVideoGames. Help you stay up to date on where we're hosting our podcast as that may change day to day. Um, Get updates on when episodes are going live. Um, If you'd like to hear more content from us, the creators, Maxwell and Oliver, you can check us out. Um, You can check myself out on YouTube, Maxwell Lewis Gaming or Instagram at Maxwell Lewis Gaming. And you can check out our boy Oliver on Twitch 
um, his username is Slime Army, and that's Army with two E's. Slime Arm E E, baby. So thanks again for sticking around. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you'd like to hear next, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Juice.